right, welcome in on this March the 16th, 2020, and uh, it is the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe and Ari alongside Dean Martinez as we, well, we try to put it all together here and uh, figure out what in the world is going on in the world of sports because uh, many of you are probably sitting there right now going, wow, this was... I mean, it's been what four days, five days. It is. Uh, it has oh. been absolutely uh, brutal for many people trying to figure out uh, what to do with themselves. With pretty much just about every sports league around the world uh, canceling action, uh, canceling them for at least the foreseeable future—30, 60, possibly uh, 90 yeah. days. It is a uh, very uncertain world, uh, even. Uh, forget about sports outside of that as uh, schools close and uh, just about everything that we found to be normal in normal day life. Certainly as a sports uh, sports investor, there was uh, routines that we would all get into, uh, especially certain times of year when, you know, we should be knee deep into uh, college basketball right now and March Madness. Uh, there was, uh, you know, getting ready for baseball season to start and uh, all the stuff, NBA playoffs, all of that good stuff. And now I know many of you are struggling and uh, saw you all all over the weekend on uh, on social media going, what the hell do I do with myself and what's going on? It's been the longest three days. Well, it, it's going to get longer. And it's, um, you know, imagine what's going to happen after 30 days here, Dane. It's uh, life as we know it is uh, no longer there. It is uh, going to be an abbreviated version of it. But you know, like anything else in Dane, in, Dane in, in this world, it you control what you can control and you don't you try not to worry about what you can't control. And that's really I think uh, folks will have a little easier time getting through the next, uh, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. And, and I do believe there is good news going to be coming, guys, sooner rather than later, if that's uh from the CDC or who or whoever the governing body is, I do believe that uh, with the way they are working on it, the money that is being donated, uh, the uh, there will be a an announcement. I, uh, I I feel in my heart of hearts that will be coming down. That will be much needed. Good news for a lot of folks, and uh, you know you got to hold out hope and just say trust the people who are there, the scientists, the doctors. Um, trust them to be able to do their job. And, you know, listen, it's not the, as many people like to make it seem like the end of the world, Dane, it's not the end of the world. To me, it's an opportunity. Uh, and it's an opportunity that we can all take to, you know, um, maybe take a step back and uh, and get to know people uh, in our lives that uh, we're, we're always too busy to talk to. Or, you know, listen, just being able to do a hobby, become a better sports investor, learn a new sport, read a book. I, you know, I mean, guys, I know it's impossible. Like, oh, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to be able to go here. It's only a couple of months. You'll figure it out. Like, you, you'll figure it out. There's a door of opportunity here, Dane, uh, especially from a investing standpoint, being a sports better. You're always going to have the horses. They're not going anywhere. So, you, you know, learning to be a horse player and how to handicap horses uh, is a great challenge for uh, some folks that can go underway. There are some very intelligent horse folks that have been, horse handicappers, been doing this forever, Dane, and they're more than happy to share the information and tips on how to do it. And I'll tell you this, the handle across the country at horse racing tracks this weekend 
up close to 50% across the board at all tracks, bigger payouts uh, on what would be favorites. I mean, you're you're talking about a whole lot of folks are, are going, all right, let me check out what this horse thing's all about and let me dive in. And I think that's making you a well-rounded handicapper, Dane, is never a bad thing, but you got to seize the moment, worry about what you can control and don't worry so much about what you can't control. Yeah, Joe, I think that's a good point. First of all, good morning out there to all you sports investors that are still sticking with us at Sports Grid, right? We are all in this together. We are taking it day by day, but folks here at Sports Grid are here to hold you down, whether it's to help you get paid or to help you stay entertained in what is a very different time. But, Joe, you said it correctly. I was watching some of the ponies this weekend, right? I was watching some UFC this weekend. I was watching some Bundesliga soccer this weekend. But what I also did, you know, was get outside a little bit, go for a walk. You know, me and my wife had a chance to uh, write thank you notes for our wedding. You know, there are still things to do. You can be out there in the world. We don't want people congregating as much. But, you know, like you said, Joe, take this as an opportunity an opportunity to rebuild some relationships, an opportunity to reflect, and an opportunity to do some of the things that you have to do. We are all in this together. And Joe and I, at least here in the early line, we're going to keep holding you down 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday to get through it together. We talk about building a community in sports. We talk about how sports has that power. We have that power as individuals, Joe. And I'm glad to see you bright up bright and early in the morning to kick it off here on SportsGrid. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and we're not going anywhere. We will continue to bring you the uh, the programming here on the network uh, as much of it as we can. And uh, don't kid yourselves. There's plenty going on in the sports world, even though there's nothing going on in the sports world. Behind the scenes, let us not forget, the NFL is, uh, is yeah. not changing a darn thing. Uh, the announcement came down that there was some thought that maybe they'd push the start of the new year, uh, maybe kick that can down the road a little bit, give NFL teams an opportunity maybe to regroup, see what happens. Uh, but the NFL has said, yeah, no, uh, we fully intend to, uh, that our league will not be uh, pushed back, that our league will start as, uh, as expected. Uh, there are a number of people Inside the NFL officials, there are some that think that is completely ridiculous, but you're not going to be able to please everybody. I do think a majority of the owners, obviously, uh, they feel that come August, September, that we will, uh, there will be some normalcy back in this, uh, in this country and that there's really no reason for them to delay the start of the year. And that means at 12 o'clock today, guys, 12 p.m., the Tom Brady watch will be in full effect. Where does Tom Brady land? He can finally start talking to teams today at 12 o'clock. Uh, of course, the new year will start uh, on Wednesday. So there, the NFL is going to move forward. And by the way, there's going to be a draft. Whether people show up yes. to it or not, there is going to be a draft. And the draft, in all likelihood, will happen right around the time it's scheduled to now there in a, you know, in just about a month's time there in April. It, it may be held online. Uh, I'm sure they're working on something along those lines. It may not be sure. in Vegas, uh, unfortunately. But fans of the NFL, you will still, and certainly betters, you will still have an opportunity 
to bets on the draft, which is actually pretty fun, too, guys, as you dive into it. If you've never had an opportunity to uh, to take a look at some of the draft numbers of some of the, especially with the quarterbacks this year, who will go, where they go, it is a lot of fun. It's always been a great time. It just won't be live and in person where, you know, you've got uh, 100,000 fans, but uh, you will still have millions of NFL fans being able to, in their homes, uh, be able to open up their laptops, turn the computers on, Dane, and experience it for themselves. That is still going strong right now. Yeah, absolutely. The NFL is in a great position, to be quite honest, in my opinion, because they mm -hmm. don't have games being played for another five months, right? And so the rest of this stuff that the NFL, over the course of the last decade, Joe, has done a great job of producing these as events. We talk about how the NFL has grabbed every portion of the calendar, right? The start of NFL free agency, that's just news breaking, people. So we're going to tell you if Amari Cooper gets franchised, if Tom Brady signs with Tampa Bay, where Phillip Rivers go, any trades that are made. And there was business. Calais Campbell got traded over the weekend in a huge deal, in my opinion, to the Baltimore Ravens. And as the draft, Joe, you know, for years, Right? It was just like the annual selection meeting, and all you had was GMs in a room with phones. And then the NFL made this a bigger and bigger production to the point where it's at Radio City Music Hall, then to the point where it rotated around city to city and people made it a gathering thing. But it doesn't have to be. It can still be a produced television show that everybody can see. Now, will all these rookies walk out on the red carpet and be all fashionable? Probably not. Will they gather thousands of people on the Vegas Strip at the Bellagio? Probably not, okay? But they can still do the functions of the league year, whether that's signing free agents, whether that's drafting players, whether that's fitting you under the salary cap, and that will still give us stuff to talk about, things that we have been looking forward to, Joe, for <laughs> months, okay? Literally, right, Joe? I mean, this we have talked about this as the biggest quarterback potential market in years and that is still going to happen yeah uh, and uh, i mean listen it's they haven't uh, they haven't necessarily signed contracts yet or anything along those lines but you know as of uh, midnight there as of uh, actually yesterday uh, as in with ryan Tannehill, guys signing uh, you know getting paid with the tennessee titans as you can tell the nfl still throwing a lot of money around at players securing the future uh, and that's going to continue, especially with this crop of quarterbacks that are going to be hitting free agency. And, you know, Tannehill was the the first in a long line of uh, of question marks there as to what was going to happen. Free agency once the new year started. Well, we, we found out he was the first domino to go down as Ryan Tannehill signs himself, re-signs himself uh, a monster contract there after he kind of upended uh, Mariota there and led the team to the playoffs and uh, well-liked and I can tell you from down here having uh, covered him his career with Miami there was you'd be very hard-pressed to find teammates who did not uh, love Ryan Tannehill and a lot of guys thinking you know four coordinators in five years and he just always he was always the guy to be blamed for when things went wrong here in Miami plus he got hurt a couple of years but every time he turned around, he had a different coach. He had a different coordinator. It really was a mess. And then all of a sudden, he finds some stability in Tennessee. 
uh, and goes in as a backup to Mariota, and that didn't last long. And what he did, he made himself another, you know, close to $120 million contract, $30 million a year, uh, 70, 60, 70 million guaranteed. And of course, people will argue, oh, is he worth it? Yeah, he is. Um, he is worth it because when you look at the scope of things, Dane, and the other options were, all right, so you're going to give $35 million to what? Tom Brady? And then what do you do next year? Uh, what, what, where's the future of the Tennessee Titans? And you and I both know in scope in maybe six months or 12 months from now, that contract down the road is going to seem minuscule as the numbers keep going up, Dane. So it may seem large now because it's the only one, but I guarantee you in a year or two years, that will be a nothing contract in the scope of the NFL. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The money will still just keep on going up. Think about it. When Aaron Rodgers signed a few years ago, Matt Ryan a few years ago, what looked like, yep. you know, groundbreaking contracts are now under market value. And the same thing will happen with this. But honestly, Joe, when we come back on the other side of the break, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. This is just the first domino to fall. What does this mean now for yep. Mariota? What does this mean for the speculation yep. on Tom Brady? Yeah. I like the move, but again, plenty more moves going to be made here over the next couple of weeks. We'll give you the odds. Where's Tom Brady going? We'll talk about that coming up next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Morning after. Have you prepared your team at all for playing a game in an empty arena? And how do you prepare a team for that? Yeah, it's called the Northeast Conference. Sometimes we play games in, in, <laughs> in, in, in empty arenas. You know, we'll have to bring our own energy if that's the case. Yeah. And, and I hope they'll outfans to come. I really do. I think a big part of the tournament is that atmosphere, especially when you're a participant, you know, feeling the bands, feeling the fans. Weekdays, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network. The window. We all know what happened there, Joe, with Houston Astros this offseason. Will they embrace being a villain this year? You know, Altuve getting a, uh, a walk-off double or something and ripping his shirt off, and they're going to be booed. It's going to be brutal throughout the season on the road for them. Then they're going to win more than 94 games, guys. They are going to win more than 94 games. Saturday and Sunday, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Sports Grid Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. The best friends forever. New location, what up? same BFF. This is great. We don't, oh, we don't normally oh, get to do this, this on the show. Well, you can do it on the well, show. There's nothing stopping us. Give you a little, oh, oh there you go. Now we are talking. All right. Oh. All right, we're here back for another whiteboard series. You know how it works by now. Today, the number nine pick. It kind of looks like picks. number sign, two H points. Like, hashtag second half points. Is that true? Just letting you know. You, you don't like my handwriting? <laughs> Weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Sports Grid Network. Line up, ladies! The early line. We told you about some uh, some great uh, strategies heading into conference play. Certainly the early first round uh, underdog. Will they take their foot off the gas? Because it is a marathon, not a sprint for some of these teams. Don't need to win by 20. This is called survive and advance. Not, you know, balls to the wall or cover the spread. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network.
Welcome back in here. It is the early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Joe and Ari, Dane Martinez. As we uh, turn to the NFL like we usually do, uh, just a little, That's right. little different. We'd be talking about the NFL this time of year anyway due to the fact anyway. that the new year has begun, uh, that free agency is alive and well, and there are plenty of question marks on a lot of players, on where they will end up, what they're going to do. But it should also be noted that this year was a uh, collective bargaining agreement year where the negotiation was going on. There were some thoughts that uh, players would not uh, maybe show up, that uh, if they, you know, this would be the year that uh, all the um, all the stuff that they felt like they weren't getting from the last CBA, that this would be the year to put their foot down and to uh, and kind of gain the leverage that they've always hoped to have uh, against the owners. Uh, and when it all came down to it, even let's face it, there were the haves and the have nots, the truly the upper echelon, the one percent of the NFL, if you will, the, the guys that truly make millions upon millions of dollars. Uh, you know, they weren't they weren't for this. They didn't like this. But. You know, unfortunately, the NFL, there's a lot more guys that don't make that kind of money where, you. you know, any increase in payroll to them in that check that's guaranteed, uh, given the life uh, shelf of an NFL player, uh, there's always going to be more of them than there are those truly elite. That's that's always a problem. And when push comes to shove, if a guy's choice is, all right, let me uh, let me stand up uh, for guys uh, five years, six years down the road when I may not be playing, not a very realistic situation. Guys are going to be about them and them right now. And you know what, Dane? If I've only got two years and tomorrow is promised to nobody in the NFL, uh, I'm going to get my money now. And that's kind of what happened here is that you've still got some that are, you know, the Russell Wilsons, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, not very happy, but... You've got a whole other other guys that said, you know what, guys, I'm all for it. And all for it meant that extra game, uh, that extra playoff uh, spots are coming here this year um, or a couple of years. Rather, the uh, the added game is on its way. It's coming. So, you know, everything that we had talked about during the CBA negotiations, you know, there are going to be more playoff teams. There are going to be extra games that we didn't account for in years past. So. The NFL will look different, guys, moving forward, but in the most part, so will a lot of the players' paychecks uh, who aren't Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilsons of the world. There will be a little bit more guaranteed money for guys, and uh, on whole, when you pass it like that, what can you tell you? The majority of the NFL, the players in it, um, they opted to go forward with what this is, uh, no matter what the ramifications are, maybe in five, six, seven years down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought it was interesting that over 500 people did not vote, you know, but I guess that's most like mm -hmm. almost any election. Right? Turnout is never 100%, but yes, it was in fact ratified. For me, Joe, the big things are, you know, there will be a seventh playoff team in each conference starting this season. Okay, the 17th yep. game, I believe, waits until 2021, because remember, there's a formula to figure out who will that 17th opponent be. So they got to play this season to figure that part out. 
I'm going to be intrigued to see how they, you know, even that out in the schedule and home and away games, that sort of thing. It looks like substance abuse, like you will not be able to be suspended for things like marijuana. So Josh Gordon is in a corner somewhere being like, oh, my God, oh, happy day. And then, you know, as you mentioned, the finances of it, right, Joe, the salary cap goes up. The player's share of revenue goes up. So for those rank-and-file members, it is definitely an opportunity to have more. You're right. The Aaron Rodgers, the J.J. Watts, the Russell Wilsons, the Julio Joneses of the world, the true cream of the crop, they're not going to necessarily see much more. But those rank-and-file members, you know, did go ahead and actually ratify it, I think, by a good, like, 50 or so votes. I think it was 1,000 and something to 900 and something. But, yes, we are here. And I guess the most important thing for the fans, Joe— is that we have another 10 years of labor peace, right? We will mm -hmm. see football. There will not be a lockout. There will not be replacement players like we've seen in the past. And so once everything gets going again, we will have NFL football this season. Yeah, you know, the last CBA, too, there was a lot of huffing and puffing and pulling out the chest. You know, we won't show up. But that was, that was good to talk about. You know, in uh, in March and April, but the sooner training camp came, uh, the players folded. And, you know, that's that's leverage, guys. And the billionaire owners, they don't get to be billionaire owners because they don't understand the leverage game. And and it's not like they're not sharing the pie. I mean, to recap here, guys, several big changes moving forward in the NFL. Two more playoff teams being added starting this season. That increases from six in each conference to seven now, right? We also, the top seeds in each conference will receive playoff buys. Not the top two, but the top seeds in each conference will receive playoff buys. And starting next year, the league will subtract a preseason game. They'll go from four to three. Uh, they'll change it to a 17-game regular season schedule. Right. And the money, from a money aspect of it, and this is a significant, this is a significant increase. 47% of the revenue now goes up to 48 and a half, as does rosters. Uh, teams uh, will go from 53 players now. They can add two more to 55 on the active, um, which is great. Uh, and I do think the practice squad, too, from 10 players to 12 players, opening up a couple of more jobs. Um, and so that's great uh, moving forward here. But you really need to pay attention from a betting perspective to some of the fine print there. Uh, number one, when it comes to training camp, padded practices mm. have been decreased from 28 to 16. That's right, from 28 to 16 ah. beginning this year. So you also have individual practices capped at two and a half hours. So to me, from a betting perspective, um, the first few games of the season are going to, I think, feel like preseason games in many, many ways because of that decrease. We know coaches have always been bitching about it. We need more. We need more. We need more. Players are like, hell no, we don't want any more. Uh, the players want out, but I think the quality of football, you know, we usually we say September oh, is just kind of an extension. Uh, you guys got to be very careful handicapping the NFL moving forward, knowing that we just went from 28 to 16. We decreased the uh, on with pads. We decreased the hours that we can have individuals work out. So it might take a little longer for teams to get into the swing of things, especially offensively. It looks like a lot of my unders might be uh, coming to fruition early on in the season here.
Yeah, I was thinking that too, Joe. When you talked about the decrease in the amount of practice, what I immediately think about, Joe, is offensive linemen, okay? Especially offensive mm. linemen that are coming in from college. We have heard coaches talk for the last few years that the college game is different than the pro game and that offensive linemen, it takes them a long time to start to understand this. New tight ends. Take, have to understand blocking schemes and the entire route tree. We talk about how in preseason we lean under. We talk about how in the first few games of the season, look, the New England Patriots had made, you know, made a living of treating September like an extended preseason and then being on to Cincinnati, right? It's like the entire NFL will be doing that a little bit more, you know, rounding into form, starting to, uh, you know, blow the kinks out and what do we say at the beginning of the season joe and in preseason right defense is generally ahead of offense they can be in their base formation and still get some stuff done so i do think that the idea of leaning under early in the season could be a profitable strategy for sports investors which also means there is uh, knowing what some of these changes are I would, uh, when you have an opportunity, and it looks like we'll have plenty of it, uh, plenty of time on our hands here, start taking a look at the line movements and start taking a look at win totals for the NFL this year as, you know, keeping in mind that the first couple of uh, games, usually the month of September, very profitable to back unders. Uh, that might now move into October. Defenses are always way ahead of offenses in the NFL. It has been that way. That now, usually when October comes, that's when some teams really start to hit their stride. Uh, but that might take a little bit longer. So take a look at, you know, teams that have better defenses, known commodities on the defensive side of the ball early on. You know, that's an extra win or two. Uh, for teams that are so offensive heavy that they're not going to have they're not going to have that chance to be in sync as much. Start taking a look at some mm -hmm. of these uh, win totals because there might be some value there. Also, you'll have a pretty good idea on what the sharps take a look at the juice on those win totals. You'll start to see a lot of 115s, minus 120s, minus 125s liability on either an over or under number. That'll give you a pretty good idea of where the sharps are already. Now you couple this information in with it. Maybe some of those defensive teams, Dane, that we know, uh, they, you know, those teams might have uh, a, a much bigger edge, at least early on in the season. Maybe an extra win or two coming their way that maybe you didn't take that into consideration early on. Definitely worth taking a look. Yeah, you know, I think leaning defensively is an important trend. The other thing I would think about, Joe, and, you know, we've talked a little bit about Ryan Tannehill and where this QB merry-go-round is going to go. I think mm -hmm. it's even more important this year, you know, teams with players that are moving to new faces, when yes. quarterbacks move, you hear it all the time, right? A new offensive coordinator, a new scheme, a new playbook. Even veterans say it's like learning a different language. And now these quarterbacks, whether you're Marcus Mariota, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, or Tua Tagovailoa, you're going to have less time yep. to learn that new language, right? We even saw it with Aaron Rodgers and the new head coach in Green Bay, right? It takes time, yep. and they're just not going to have as much practice time to hit the ground running. So not only defenses, Joe, I look at fading some of these new faces in new places as well. Great point. Continuity, guys, definitely something that you've got to take a look at, certainly on win totals with some of these teams. You've got 
a, a lot of factors right now. Coaching changes, quarterback changes, you know, play, people in places that they're not familiar. Maybe a lot of young guys coming in. I, that kind of stuff, what kind of coaching turnover. All of that has got to take consideration into, you know, is a team an eight-win team or is it a nine-win team? Well, a, a lot depends on how much is coming back. How much of the same system are we getting? Certainly offensively. I mean, Ryan Tannehill staying put now in Tennessee with Derrick Henry. And from what we understand, they're they're working out a deal with Derrick Henry as well. Um, so they're going to keep right. Tannehill. They're going to keep Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, they're keeping the coaching staff. So all of a sudden now, you know, Tennessee is... They're a team that you got to look at. We'll tell you their win total, too, by the way, coming up. See if it's moved one way or the other. We'll take a look at some of the other teams, plus the quarterback odds on who goes where. We'll do that coming up next year on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. All right, guys, welcome back in. It is the uh, early line as uh, we look towards the NFL uh, for our uh, fun and excitement right now. And plenty coming up, the draft. Uh, still plenty to bet on. Win totals. Where will the quarterback carousel land, guys? We know Tannehill staying put. Where does Brady go? So on and so forth. Plenty to get to here. We'll take a look at it all. But first, let's bring in Dan Strafford and take a look at the headlines around the world of sports over the last 24 hours. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Joe. The NFL's new league year will start on time as planned this week, according to a memo sent to the team Sunday. According to published reports, the memo informs teams that the player team negotiation window will start at noon Eastern today. The league year will start Wednesday at 4 p.m., both as were planned before the current situation arose. Adam Schefter reporting that the NFL had wanted to move back the start of the year, but the Players Association would not provide consent, arguing that working on deals did not require travel or in-person meetings. Have to keep an eye on that one as it moves forward. NBA owners and executives are reportedly, quote, bracing for the possibility of mid to late June as a best-case scenario now for the league's return. The Tennessee Titans have agreed on a four-year deal with Ryan Tannehill that will pay the quarterback up to $118 million. That's from ESPN's Jeff Darlington first. 
The deal, which has an average annual value of $29.5 million, includes $62 million fully guaranteed, according to sources of Darlington and other published reports. Danhill also will receive $91 million in total guarantees as the contract goes on. The Titans announced a multi-year extension for Tannehill on Sunday, but they did not disclose terms of that agreement. MGM has closed their properties in Las Vegas due to the ongoing crisis with COVID-19. We'll see when they reopen. And Carl Anthony Towns donated $100,000 to the Mayo Clinic to help testing for the virus that causes COVID-19. This follows behind Zion Williamson, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and other NBA players, along with J.J. Watt and others, donating their cash to try to help with player relief, employee relief, and research. I'm Dan Trevor, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. All right, Dan, thank you uh, very much. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next hour as we try and uh, pick up the pieces here, trying to put it together as far as uh, the world of sports. We know this, uh, the latest, of course, is that uh, at least 30, 60 days uh, before we'll uh, be seeing any uh, sports back in the arenas. And even then, uh, it does look like there won't be any fans in the arenas, at least to start early on. Um, we're talking Major League Baseball, the uh, the conclusion of the NBA season, NHL, uh, all of that, uh, the golf. I, I mean, you name it, we come uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll have it all come back. But uh, it will probably be, at least all indications are, that we'll be without fans, which is, hey, listen, if, it, if that's what it takes to get sports back on the court, which means that uh, we are in a much better place than we currently are, I'm all for it. That's fine. Eventually, all of this will level out, of course, and we will be back to uh, what we consider to be normal. But for the time being, we're talking 30 days, 60 days. We're talking possibly June here uh, before we start to see the NBA come back, uh, Major League Baseball. And if the NBA ain't coming back till June, uh, then I can promise you that uh, Major League Baseball ain't coming back till June. Nobody's going to want to be that first to rush back, uh, except for horse racing, which is never going to leave. That's a whole different story. We'll get you caught up in some of that. And then there's the NFL, who has done absolutely nothing different and has announced they're not doing anything different than what this time of year is for the NFL. It's free agency. It's, you know, players uh, being able to negotiate with other teams. It's signings. The CBA out of the way right now, guys, which means the NFL is fully prepared to begin their year right now, this week on Wednesday, and then, of course, start there. They're not prepping for any sort of, you know, delay in the season for the uh, NFL. So it is business as usual, Dane. The draft coming up for them. NFL ain't maneuvering like the NFL is going about its business. Uh, the only thing is, obviously, the events like the draft aren't going to be held in, in front of all the fans, but it will be held and it will. Uh, it certainly will have the ability of fans to be able to be interactive and see it. It's going to be online, much like and you notice, Dan, much like uh, what fantasy drafts are in a lot of ways. Um, you know, that's that could very well be what we get this year from the NFL. And I think there is some there's some intrigue. There's some things you can do with that if you're the NFL. And that's the route you go that are going to make a lot of fantasy players very happy. It's going to be maybe the ultimate fantasy draft that we've ever seen before next month with the NFL. Yeah, Joe, listen, you know, this idea of the draft, they're going to do the draft 
and they could produce it still. <laughs> you say online. I think it could be even more like, I think it could be, be produced as a TV show. Like, Joe, mm. we've seen the Major League Baseball draft happen, right? And they have people live in studio, and they make it a big old TV show, okay? I think that is still possible, all right? Remember, people, this is about crowds gathering. All right, so mm. there will be a time where league business can still be conducted, whether it's the draft, whether it's negotiating free agency contracts. These things can still happen. The NFL is in a good spot, if you want to know the truth, because they don't play games. They don't have people needing to come together and practice until the summertime, until June or July, for real, right? So the fact that the NFL has done such work on making all elements of their league calendar newsworthy you know, and that's still what we would have been doing. This week, we were going to be covering NFL free agency, second probably only to March Madness anyway, mm. right? I mean, Joe, the NFL makes a huge TV show that gets great ratings out of releasing the schedule, Joe. You know, you don't need to be together to do that. That is a television-produced thing with graphics. So can be the draft. So absolutely, Joe, we'll have stuff to analyze, react to, break down, and look at the implications, whether it's free agency or the draft. And quite frankly, I'm looking forward to it because we have talked for a while when it comes to the quarterback market, how this is going to be one of the more intriguing merry-go-rounds we've ever seen. We talk about the talent coming into the draft. We've talked about, Joe, how teams are now more and more tanking in the NFL. But what are they tanking for? They're tanking for the future. And in free agency and the draft, we're going to start to see how teams like Miami, like Cincinnati, like both New York teams are starting to organize themselves to hit, you know, to, to grow and get better over time. I think this is going to be very interesting. And we can watch all of these things take place without gathering as fans. Yeah, and it's, uh, listen, it's all going to start, and it has started already with the uh, Ryan Tannehill agreement to uh, stay in uh, Tennessee. Uh, and, of course, that's, uh, this is only going to continue. Dominoes will continue to fall. And, of course, Tom Brady uh, is that biggest domino right now, guys. Where is Tom Brady going? Well, two of the places that many people kept throwing out there and were rumored to go was his relationship with Vrabel in Tennessee. Right. Well, that's out, although I don't ever think he was going there. I'm fairly certain Giselle has no intentions of uh, setting up shop in Nashville. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with Nashville, but it's not L.A. or it's New York. Like so that's, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> not going to happen for a heart. Uh, so the other one was San Francisco. And that appears, uh, if you believe the uh, reports uh, coming out, and uh, San Francisco certainly doing their best to leak that information, that, yeah, no, they, they've they got. It's nice, but they, they're they not bringing in a, a one-year, uh, you know, Tom Brady in that situation. It's not going to happen. And I don't blame them. I, that would be just a completely crazy, ridiculous move, I think, given the fact that you were this close to a Super Bowl championship this year, right. and now you're going to blow it up. I, I don't see that taking place. So now the latest odds on the board, which, uh, again, we've been pretty adamant. New England Patriots, to me, is always where he would have come back there. This is all just a dog and pony show, a smoke show, to, uh, you know, for time to be able to go out there and grab some leverage, you know, set the market here a little bit. Um, but I'm, I never bought that he'd be leaving anywhere except it one more year in New England. Uh, the other big one, of course, is Tampa Bay. And uh, the Bucks continue to get uh, some money coming their way, Dane, certainly from the markets where 
they do think that a, you know, an aging Bruce Arians, uh, who's not sold on Jameis Winston, the single best position skill players in the league Tom could have there, uh, the defense of ever improving there with Todd Bowles, that Tampa Bay, if right. they were willing to go all in, he would make sense. Again, I do not see Giselle moving to Tampa. I don't see that happening either. It's intriguing, but ultimately, I think the chalk wins out here, Dane, and I don't see it's a fit anyplace else. Uh, the Raiders, he may use them as leverage, but it, he ain't going there either. It's just, you know, he can't win with the Raiders, and he knows it. Question is, does he think he can win with Tampa enough to be able to get the job done and make that move? But I think his best shot remains with New England. Yeah, you know, I mean, and New England is the minus money here. All right, Joe, and that's what right. you need to know, right? New England is minus 195. We know that there has been all sorts of drama over the course of the last few years. And a team like Tampa, you know, I can understand people connecting the dots. One of the things Brady struggled with last year, and we all knew it, was the idea of do they have playmakers on the outside, wide receivers that they could trust? Well, when you look to Tampa and you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, then yes, those are weapons outside. Yes, the idea of a stable head coach in Bruce Arians that can cultivate the quarterback position and breathe life into a quarterback. You know, I understand why some people are going that way. I'm with you, Joe. I think the Patriots are the answer. Remember also, Tom Brady has never in his, you know, 17, 20-year career been a free agent. Sometimes for players, Joe, they just want to have that test of free agency to feel courted, right? To have the team to see what the market would be. And then they go right back to, you know, kind of the familiar home. So right now, Joe, the Patriots are minus 195 at our partners on FanDuel. Tampa's the second choice at plus 170. You talked about teams like San Francisco, you know, that are kind of saying no. Tennessee was an option. Now the other ones that are out there, Joe, I'd love to get your thoughts. You mentioned the Raiders. They are at plus 1,500, 15 to 1. The one other team that is on the board, they are the third choice. I don't see it, but it does check some of the boxes, like the playmakers on the outside and being on the coast. Joe, what about the uh, L.A. Chargers as an option? They have playmakers, yeah. right? They're sort of a contender, and they would be in L.A., which is great, fits the Brady and Giselle kind of thing. What about the Chargers? You see that yeah. as viable? It's, it's viable, but again, it, does anybody think the Chargers in the, you know, in the AFC West are going to win that division, much less the Super Bowl. Are the Chargers even with Tom Brady? And I'm not sold that Tom Brady is, you know, is somehow going to elevate that team to be uh, this this gold there with uh, with their coaching staff. I, I'm. Are they going to beat Kansas City? They're not. Kansas City is still going to be the winner of that division. You're talking about the Super Bowl champs here. That is, they're not going anywhere. I don't think anytime soon. So. The East, if he stays in the AFC East, yeah, Buffalo's coming up. You know, New York will beat. Well, New York is still the Jets are the Jets. But, yeah. you know, Miami's still growing. His best chance at a division title number one best is going to be with New England. He goes in and drops himself in with Kansas City. He's looking at a totally different ballgame. And I'm not sold on the Chargers being able to compete with Kansas City, much less anybody else. Uh, for a AFC crown and, and go to the Super Bowl. 
I just don't know if he thinks he can win there. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it coming back. I don't know that the Chargers are there. Uh, I don't know that they're just a quarterback away, especially one that might look a lot like Phillip Rivers. We'll talk more about that coming back here next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish along with Frank Stample trying to get a little bit of an inside edge as to some of the players and what they think their performance may be. Came in big, I always tried to work out heavy and hard in the offseason. I think there's a lot of room to improve because the first half of my season last year wasn't the way I wanted it to go. I do think that Correa is going to be very, uh, healthy this year all year long. I think he's going to have a monster year. I'll let you out too, but still a lot of bases this year. Too many. Give me a 21 30. 30? Yeah, he'll, he'll get 30. Golf betting on demand. What Bryson is doing off the tee right now is very historic. And the numbers that he's putting up off the tee are actually insane right now. So let me put this into perspective for you. If the season ended right now, he'd be having the 11th best strokes gained off the tee season ever. So that's like 200 golfers a year going back 16 years. Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on the SportsGrid Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. The morning after. What did it mean to the area to watch a school like Belmont clinch a spot in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, hopefully it was um, at least a little slice of something positive. Uh, there are a lot of people in our community who were definitely um, impacted and are still trying to fight their way out of the rubble, honestly. And, um, and so it was nice for us to at least um, give a little spark of something good. Weekdays, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network. Guys, when we take a look here at the NFL, they've got a new CBA. They've uh, they've got a, a new year. They've got Tom Brady for the first time uh, in his career. A free agent usually doesn't uh, happen that way, uh, but it is uh, that's the way it is. Now Tom Brady's got to decide what does he want to do, and the question is what teams are out there suitable for him. And uh, I I don't think this is as hard as many people think it is. Uh, for him, because the one thing we know about Tom Brady, if this was a 31-year-old Tom Brady, it's a different conversation. But right. this is a 43-year-old Tom Brady who is extremely set in his ways, um, is preparing for life after football, guys. All right. So there is he's got a production company just set up with his wife. There's he, you know, he is making that transition here, much like LeBron is and, uh, you know, with the Lakers and everything else. So. The one thing that matters the most to Tom Brady is winning. Same thing like LeBron. Like these guys that we're talking about in this position, we're talking goats, right? We're talking guys that are in that conversation. Um, they're not going into a team or they're not removing themselves from one situation to another situation in hopes of 
you know, maybe we can, uh, maybe this team will will take the edge. New coaching staff, new everything, unfamiliar players. Oh, yeah, by the way, we just told you, okay, less spring, less training camp time now. So the practice is a cut. Right. The time is cut. It's new reset. So everything that would be in order to be required in order for Tom to make that transition, the number one thing is you've got to be able to be confident enough that a team is just, ooh, they're just a Tom Brady away in a league that is moving away from pocket passing like Tom Brady. I, I just don't see the fit anywhere but New England, especially given what we know about the training camp rules coming out, where he's going to have even less time to get used to his new surroundings, new offensive line, new everything, new coaching staff. I, you know, the chalk to me is is the right play here. Minus 200 for New England. Yeah, I think that's probably some easy money because he's not going to any new place, I think, at this point in his career. Ultimately, I agree with you, Joe. Ultimately, I think Tom Brady will be a New England Patriot for the 2020 season. Okay? With that said, you know, I do think, Joe, we talked about it when it was like Matt Rule finding a new job, McCarthy looking at his options. One of the things we brought up as a factor in the decision is how competitive the division is, right? And I remember us having the conversation about what would be the best job that's out there. And one of the things we looked at was the division. Now, if you look at New England, right? Yes, Buffalo is on the rise, but outside of that, you got two teams in Miami and the Jets that kind of can't get out of their own way. And so then when you look at Tampa Bay, I really want to ask you, Joe, how strong do you think the NFC South is? Because I think that's a division largely in flux, if you want to know the truth, right? I mean, Drew Brees is coming back, but that's a short-term thing. Right. You know, Drew Brees probably has, what, a year left and then they're going to turn it over to Taysom Hill. We do not know if Cam Newton is long for Carolina and how that will mesh. Tampa is kind of in flux itself. Atlanta, Matt Ryan, could he be on the back nine of his career? So I wonder how competitive that division is, not only for, you know, Tom Brady, but for other quarterbacks, because Tampa Bay does seem to be a destination in this quarterback merry-go-round. And the only thing I'll say, Joe, I want to push back a little bit on the Chargers. I think they're a little closer than you do. All right? Now, don't get me wrong. The Chiefs are there as the monster in that division and in the AFC, and they ain't going anywhere as long as Patrick Mahomes is under center. I'll give you that. But the Chargers are a year removed from being 12-4 and four and actually having the same record as the Chiefs. And how many times this year did we say that Phillip Rivers actually was the problem? For the Chargers, him throwing up YOLO balls like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, their injuries. I kind of think they are a stable quarterback away. They have, you know, the cupboard is not bare in Los Angeles with the Chargers. And they had injuries, you know, Derwin James out the entire most of the year. I kind of think they're a little closer than you. But all that said, I do believe that, that he will stay with New England as it relates to the Chargers. You're hearing from them that they didn't want a guy like Phillip Rivers, right? And that was the mobility factor, all right? So they have Terod Taylor already as the backup that they're sort of interested in. Might they be a home for a guy like a Marcus Mariota, for example, and having Terod and Mariota both so they can tailor a scheme to a more mobile quarterback? Might they be a quarterback that in the first rounds of the draft, remember, they have a top 10 pick, 
might they be targeting a guy like Herbert or Tua as well? But you're right. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But Tom Brady is deserving minus 195 to go back to New England, especially for a guy entering his age 42 season. He wants to stick with what he knows instead of having to learn a whole new scheme because that's tough even for a veteran like Tom. Well, you, you've got to ask yourself if your, you know, if your assessment of the Chargers is correct, um, yeah. you're on an island there, Dane, because their win total is eight and it's minus 130 to the uh, under right now. So the question is, how many games does a quarterback, I don't care who the quarterback is, uh, but how many games does they, the quarterback, if this was just a quarterback away, they're going to need... I mean, the, the Chiefs are 11 and a half. They're going to need four more wins than a quarterback coming in with four more wins. I don't see it. I, I don't think they're even remotely close, especially given the fact that the Broncos are going to be better now. The, the, uh, the Raiders are definitely going to be better now, the pieces they have. That division is tough. And I, Tom Brady is what? That much better than Phillip Rivers? And I think Phillip Rivers' biggest problem was he always felt like if he didn't do it, it wasn't going to get done. He, you know, how right. many games did Philip Rivers have to get in a situation where he's chucking it up last second because he doesn't trust anybody that's going on there? Um, I think he got a bad rap. He created a lot of it himself. But I think that he right. got to the point in his where he was like, if I don't make something happen here, um, it ain't going to happen. And he's right, because that's been the Chargers' M.O. for a long, long time. They haven't been able to get over that hump. I do think they'll be better from – you can't lose that many one-score games, right, and not have it go the other way the following year. Like, a lot of those games they lost last year, they'll be wins. That, that, always, that pendulum always that, swings that back the other way, guys. You know, and vice versa, too. If you got a team that won seven one-score games, they ain't winning seven one-score games. We just watched it with Chicago last year. The year before, they were the king of one-score games. They won every one of them. Not going to happen. So that's also something you got to factor in to your win totals, guys. These teams that were so yeah. bad in one-score games or so good, yeah, that's going back to the middle at some particular point. And that, to me could be the difference between, you know, three or four extra wins, depending on how bad they were last year. But how many wins is Tom Brady worth as a quarterback? Ask yourself that and then take a look at the uh, take a look at the numbers, because the odds makers are showing you and they're telling you how many games they think these teams are worth. So here's what I would say to counter. Right. One of the things that you just said, how many one score games they were in. Right. And that kind of regression to the mean. Here's what the two other things. What were the Chargers' win total last year, right? It was pretty high. It was like 10 and a half. People thought last year that the Chargers yeah, were yeah. one of these teams that primed and ready to go, okay? Then two things happened, in my humble opinion, Joe. One, Phillip Rivers fell off a cliff, okay? Mm -hmm. I do think there were multiple games, Joe, where Phillip Rivers and his turnover, he was behind only Jameis in terms of interceptions last year, Joe, okay? He threw a ton of balls that cost them. I can think of a couple games that were one-score games where Phillip Rivers vomited all over himself in the fourth quarter that were critical mistakes. I can literally think of two or three, okay? And then, mm -hmm. honestly, the other thing that I can't put a win total value on, 
But if you remember in the middle of the season, Joe, one of the biggest narratives of this season was the damn Melvin Gordon saga. Okay, would he sign? Would he not? And then when he finally came through that door, if you remember, for about two games, they force fed Melvin Gordon instead of Austin Eckler, who looked like a damn revelation. And that Mm. hampered them to the point where the offensive coordinator got fired midseason. I do believe, Joe, if you look at that team, which last year people thought was a playoff team with 10 wins as the total. Right. I do think Philip Rivers cost them one or two games, I do think that the drama around Melvin Gordon and how they responded to it and coached it cost them one or two games as well. I think the Chargers are a talented roster still. No doubt. But they're a talented roster and an ever-improving division, which is a problem. So, And a new quarterback, too. Uh, And a quarterback that's in a conference where Philip Rivers was just not a good fit for the style of quarterback he was. Tom Brady's an even worse fit than what Philip Rivers is. So that's the, you know, the Chargers, Tyrod Taylor, believe it or not, could very well be exactly what the Chargers need. Let everybody else around him make some plays. But if that offensive line don't improve, it's going to get even worse. So... All right, one more to get to. James Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, where do those guys go? We'll talk about it next year on the grid. Of course, we're back down.